So yeah, welcome to another edition of the Green Bears Podcast. <laughs> I'm your boy Ken. I'm the well, sorry, that is AJ. He's the Green. I'm Ken. I'm the bitch. And this is the this is the Super Bowl edition of the Green Bears <laughs> Podcast, which we said that we weren't going to have, but after a game as epic as what transpired, we just had to come in and, and have to talk about it. Have to talk about it. Yeah, it's true. As you can see. I'm I'm smiling. My teeth are showing. AJ is not smiling so much. He he's laughing, but he's not smiling. At least he was mad enough to come back with a green shirt, whereas I'm rocking the red and white, similar to one of the teams last night on that Super Bowl. We had Super Bowl Fifty Seven in Arizona, so. Tonight is just all about the Super Bowl. We're the Kansas City Chiefs to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Chiefs came out victorious for the second time in the Patrick Mahomes era. Your second Super Bowl win in the last four years. AJ, I'm giving you an opportunity to unburden your soul. What is your, your overall thoughts with regards to this Super Bowl? Man, listen, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm I don't like either team. <laughs> I respect I respect the hell out of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and um of course Travis Kelsey. I mean there are a lot of other players on the team I like, but I don't know. They just kinda rub me the wrong way at times. But I have you've never heard me say a bad thing about them. That's just my personal preference. You know I can't stand the Eagles because of obviously for History. obvious reasons. Yes. History. <laughs> yeah, correct. But Philadelphia is close to my heart. I have lived there for, had lived there for like six months. My, I still have family there. So somewhere I actually still would even, wouldn't even mind going back to live. Um, and plus, I must say that Jalen Hurts has made me a fan. And he has made me a fan. And I, he was one of the first people that I criticized. And I think it was very much warranted at the time. But man has improved leaps and bounds. I was actually... In addition to that, a part of the reason, like I told you guys in the chat last night, that I wanted the Eagles to pull off this victory is because there's a Grenadian playing for um, the Eagles in Zach Pascal that was at formerly of the Colts, a wide receiver formerly of the Colts. He is a first-generation American Grenadian. Both his parents are from Grenada. So, I mean, you know, a Bajan got a Super Bowl. I wanted a Grenadian to have one as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just wasn't to be, but... I'd, since we don't have uh, necessarily a topic on the run on to discuss this, I have to talk about Jalen Hurts here. Sure. Because in, in the flow of the game, I... Look, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not going to... All the discussions we had last night, I'm going to leave that right there. I'm not going to bicker about any calls or anything like that. Or The Chiefs won the game. The Chiefs won the game, right? And they very much deserve to win. It is what it is. Like, these games come down to, to tight margins. So it is what it is. But I, I was so impressed with Jalen Hurts last night. And, and a couple of years ago, I was not that high on him. And it, it was from the eye test. It's not that, I mean, it's not that what I was seeing then was incorrect. But this man has improved leaps and bounds. And it, it, it's not, we always knew he had uh, um, the ability to run the ball. But I'm talking about in terms of his actual passing, like the passing game. I'm, and I heard Dan Orlovsky say it, and I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I've never seen a man improve this much at passing. Because I don't know if you, if you remember this. I don't think, did I put it in a chat or tweet it? But 
it would have been like a couple of years ago, I think, it was, or even last season. There was a point in time when I tweeted that you know, watching Jalen play football hurts. Just trying to be a little <laughs> clever, you know. And remember when I when I was doing my um, segment on what I got right and wrong, he was one of the first people that I well I criticized him on the show, and then he was like the first person that came back and said, you know what, I was wrong about him. He's gotten better. He proved that he deserves a chance to be like the starting quarterback going forward. He's well beyond being just a starting quarterback now, Ken. He is the face of the franchise. He is a young quarterback who's going to deserve his money. And at this point in time, there aren't many quarterbacks in this league who, if I had to pick one today for my team, that I would take ahead of Jalen Hurts. The composure that the, that the man showed throughout the entire playoffs, and then to be in, in a Super Bowl your first time around, and le- le- like, let's be honest, he was... He was the better of the two quarterbacks in terms of overall stats last night. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is a, is a different level of beast, so he doesn't need as much time to be as dynamic. But Dylan Hurts was incredible in what he did last night. And some of the throws he made were so pinpoint. Like, it, 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 they were in tight windows on a rope. It was in areas where only his receiver could get them. Um, obviously, like he was helped by some excellent catching. In in some cases, even a little, a few like bubbles and whatnot. But all of that is part of. But he he just put the ball in some excellent areas. Um, even after the fumble, his head did not drop. So he picked the team back up, put them the team on his back, and carried them. When the Chiefs took the lead by eight points, he was the man that rushed to get another touchdown and then rushed uh, um, to to convert the, the two-point conversion. Man, I was so impressed. I'm actually, I'm actually a fan of Jalen Hurts now. Like, I don't just think he is very good and deserves it. I'm actually, he's made me a fan. And I have no problem when quarterbacks pro- prove me wrong. I mean, on the flip side, I, I've already known Patrick Mahomes is. I, you, again, you've never heard me say anything bad about Patrick Mahomes in terms of his talent and whatnot. I might have, you know, criticized him a little for this and that. Like sportsmanship stuff, sportsmanship <laughs> stuff. But in terms of talent, I've never denied that. So I don't. He didn't do anything last night, Patrick Mahomes. That is that surprised me. Like this is who the man is, and like I told you, like you remember when we were chatting last night, and I said, um, after that third quarter, again, again, I, I pointed this out to you so early in the season, and I, I, this the the ills of the third quarter of Philadelphia just. But I want you to stick a pin in that one. Okay. Because right, cool. we will discuss the the game and the Eagles as a as a, a team in general in terms of what That's happened with fair. them. That's fair. Um, um, no, I, I, no, let me just wrap this up really. So I was just saying that I, after that happened, essentially, and, and I, I, I kind of did the math in my head. That was when I gave up. I did the math in my head. I was like, all right. The Chiefs are going to have the last possession of this game. And there's no way that the Eagles from here are going to take enough of a lead that that they, that they the lead will be insurmountable. So that was the moment I realized the Chiefs are going to win this game. Mm. Because because I, it was after that play when they did have to punt in that third quarter. That's when you kind of... And I, I, I know you said stick a pin, but I, we can still get back to it because there's more to say on that. But that's kind of when I knew that the Chiefs were about to come back and win this game because they were going to have that possession 
Patrick Mahomes is not losing a tight game with the last possession of the game. He's not. So um, at the end of the day, it was a very well-fought game by the Eagles, but credit to the Chiefs. Mm. Okay. But I'm glad that you're able to say credit to the Chiefs today because if we had recorded this last night, I'm sure that it would have been something different coming from you. No, um, in relation to some of the things that you said, no, I have a, you. You may mention of what Mr. Arlovsky said in relation to Jalen Hurts and his development. First off, just to give you a little peek behind the curtain, we're recording this on Monday. It is actually February 13th, but you're going to see this on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to one and all, because we would not be sitting here on the 14th of February, but. We, we wanted to, to get something out there for you guys. Um, no, you said that um, Jalen Hurts and his development was the one that stands out to you the most. And according, apparently, he stands out the most to Dan Orlowski as well. But to me, while he has improved significantly, his is not the most miraculous development that we have seen in recent times. That goes to Mr. Josh Allen, who everybody knew was just athletic, but he really had no accuracy to speak of. And now he is out here throwing with touch and throwing darts and throwing balls 40 yards down the field on a rope. So when they look at just as a pure passer and where they started from and where they are now, I would say that Josh Allen is probably the one that I, I give the biggest nod to in relation to how he has developed over time but i don't even necessarily want to start with the game because we made mention on when we did hashtag this just in mm -hmm. about one of the biggest headlines for us as caribbean people and us as Bajans especially and that is with the right honorable miss robin rihanna fenty headlining the Super Bowl 57 halftime. Well, we heard she was headlining. We never expected that it was just going to be her by herself. But she came out, and as I say, she did the damn thing. So, AJ, how are you feeling about Riri and her halftime performance? It was good to see her back out, I would say. It was good to see her back out. Um, she was glowing. And for obvious reason, <laughs> for obvious. It, it, I'm, I'm like anyone who has half a brain. It didn't take them long to realize the situation, right? Mm -hmm. um, and with that in mind, that is kind of why I don't blame her for how the performance went. But I have to say, first of all, first of all, let me put this disclaimer out there. I'm not. I don't think it was in any way, shape, or form a bad performance or anything like that. But it was kind of dull to me. I ain't gonna lie. Mm. It was dull, and and in the sense that. With all the furor and excitement that was surrounding it going in, like prior to, I was kind of expecting a bit more in terms of like, I guess it could be down to expectations. Then. I guess I, I, in terms of like guest, a guest appearance from someone, you know, like a little cameo from somebody. And then there were teasers, like she sang certain songs that, that she collabed with certain artists on. And you're thinking in the back of your mind, all right, well, are they going to come out or? But no, it wasn't to be. Um, I mean, someone didn't make a guest appearance or 
So congratulations to Riri on that. <laughs> and ASAP, this man is living up to his name. After one comes two, boy. Um, as soon as possible. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> but congrats to them. I don't, it wasn't bad. Like, I enjoyed hearing her music again. I enjoyed seeing her on the stage. Um, yeah, I, 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 but I don't know. It, 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 I even, I guess even as well, hearing that there was, like, seeing her do the interview on, what show was it? And when she mentioned, like, her Bayesian heritage and whatnot, I guess I thought as well that they would have been a bit more in terms of, like, a reference to Barbados. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess all of that, based on my empirics expectations, they, they were very humbled and eventually tempered. But I, I, still, I still did like to see her out there, but it wasn't, like, the greatest spectacle I've ever seen. But I have mm -hmm. to give her a pass because no one understands why. And, and then, too, finding out, I, like, I, I honestly didn't know this. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was very naive on this. I didn't know this until very recently that most of the times these artists put in, like, put in their own capital to perform at the Super Bowl. And it's not, mm -hmm. I, I honestly didn't know that, right? So mm -hmm. with all of that in mind, that's why I can't even criticize. Because if you're not getting paid to do it, and this is your money that you're putting up, well, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. you, you don't want to spend the bank and, you know, children on the way. You have a, you have a, a, a legacy to look forward to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I would say I, I, I was happy to see her out there, honestly. I, and I, I am a huge Ruby fan. As a Barbadian who grew up in Grenada, I've been def defending Ruby since Ponder Replay. And my best friend could tell you that. Mm -hmm. I've had countless arguments. So I'd I, I never bad talk or anything. Uh, you know, I, it's still always good to see her. Yeah, I had I had a lot of feelings going into the halftime show. Now, full disclaimer, everything that I'm about to say might not necessarily be my thoughts because I was sitting next to the wife and we had some other friends over watching the game and before the before the um the halftime show even got started she was talking about how you know it might be nice for somebody to be lowered from the ceiling and then she and all the dancers come down from the ceiling and i said being the insurance man that i am that will probably never happen <laughs> because of the amount of liability that yeah. they're exposing themselves to when lowering all of these people from the ceiling the most yeah. i might get is like a warm person or yeah, maybe yeah. like two people coming down from the ceiling only there for platforms to be dropping platforms. from the ceiling yep platforms with people on them and with rihanna front and center in her red outfit and of course you know it it, it literally took like two seconds of her appearing on this on the screen because you know the first thing that it gave us was this beautifully framed shot of her face and you she just had this very intense look typical Rihanna look on her face and everybody was the crow was just going crazy and then it came out and you recognize oh wait a second something here is looking a little bit different you know it's, it's not quite what we expected and she goes through the performance and she she, she does some stuff there's some choreography between her and her dancers but remember when she first started she wasn't much of a dancer the dancers were the ones who were doing a lot of the stuff around her and she was doing a lot of the singing she's gotten much better at that as she's gotten much better at singing her voice is 
superb no i mean a lot of that is some good studio work as well to be fair but we cannot take away from what she has been able to do in improving as a singer no i agree so and, and to, to sorry just to, to mm-hmm. add in real quickly and that is why i said that diamonds was going to be her last song because i i feel like if it, that is her most powerful vocal song to me to mm. me I don't think it is. I think she has some other songs where she she does more vocally than Diamonds, mm-hmm. but I, well, I mean, terms, you know what? I should say in terms of the, in terms of her hits that she was that she would perform. I right. think to me, Diamonds is in, is 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 the mecca of her hits, like vocally. So I always mm-hmm. expected. That's why I always expected that to be the 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 um the culmination of her performance. Because to, to me, Diamonds, and I, I, don't, I don't want to make this comparison, but it's just because, it, it not, it's not because of the artist, but because of the song. Diamonds to me, to Rihanna, to me, is like Halo to Beyonce. Mm. In terms of like, in terms of, in terms of the, the, their use of the vocals, like that, that is just a, they're both power, powerfully vocal songs for both artists. And in terms mm. of them being hits as well, I, I can't necessarily say that they are the most vocal in uh, the best vocal like in total totality of the music but just in terms of the hits so that's mm-hmm. why I, I i always thought that because that that is the one where to me she like she is she is she's got some good breathing in that one just back going back to just really so that's why i said that would be her last time i wasn't disappointed i still i still want to know what ricky giving me though <laughs> <laughs> but, mean, see, but ricky gave you the easier one to go with because he asked you which one was close and he gave me the big what song was going to begin and, oh, <laughs> and that was that was going to be so much harder to pick because yeah. I, like I was I sat down I thought about it and I was like, well obviously whatever she's going to start with is going to be a big song. Yeah. I mean she doesn't really have not big songs, but she's going to come with something that has energy, it has power, it, it will get the crowd right into the performance from the jump. I'm even trying to find what I said in the chat because I really can't remember. I know that one of the three was the one that she started with, which was Bleep, Better Have My Money. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> when I, right, so I thought, I, right, so I said Pondy Replay might have been mm-hmm. one, just for nostalgia's sake, because that's mm-hmm. the one that she started with. But when I thought about it, I was like, really and truly, in terms of the vocalization, as we've been talking about, and just mm-hmm. the plain singing, she, that was when she was no starting No, she has improved a lot since then. So maybe it was not going to be that one. Right. Bleep better have my money was my third option. I thought Diamonds might have been one that she could have started with, but mm-hmm. it fitted better as a closer. So I was happy that at least you know I did have it in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean. Shout out to the entrepreneur as well, because in the middle of the performance, she, she gets a little Fenty, touches up, hands it back off. I was like, that, that is perfect. That, that, is... that was some of the most balling-ish I've ever seen. <laughs> in the middle of a performance, you just see the woman touching up. I was like, you know what? I can't even, you can't even hit on that. That was exactly. perfection. Just that do it. Perfection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just do it. So, yeah, I mean, I, we, I was very, very proud as a Barbadian to see a daughter of the soil mm. headlining the Super Bowl. That was that was a moment that I guess 
for those who have kids, they tell the kids about. I don't have any kids, so I can't say I tell my kids when they get older. But for those who have kids back home, I mean, I don't know if you knew AJ, but there was a watch party in the Garfield Sobers gymnasium. I did not know that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, they opened up the gym, said it was yeah. free admission. Whosoever will can come. And I can imagine what the atmosphere was like inside the gym when she started. Listen, let, let me just move on because we can start here and talk about Ruby. Not thinking about it from that aspect, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did, like I said, it, it did fill me with a sense of pride. The, the major half of me did fill me with a sense of pride. I still did love to see it, though. Yeah. It is true. So we can start here. We can literally talk about Rihanna all night long if you so chose. But there actually was a game that played, and you know we did talk. We touched on it just briefly. But one of the things that came up, and we, you couldn't get away from it, it was the field. These players were all there slipping and sliding like a dog on tiles. I, you saw men trying to plant, trying to turn, and just slipping. And it, it wasn't just one side or one set of players that were slipping. Obviously, both teams are playing on the same field. You have both sets of players slipping all the time. So, question I'm asking you, since you watched the game as well, how big an impact do you think these field conditions had on this game? Um, I think it impacted it, but not greatly. I, I don't think that... I mean, I also saw a quote from Hassan Reddick after the game saying that it's the worst field he ever played on. But mm -hmm. they asked the man that question less than 24 hours after the game. What the heck else was he supposed to say? Because <laughs> it was... I mean, it was bitterly obvious that the field was impacting the players. And, and this man just lost. Not that Kansas City Chief say that, though. Not, not one of them. That, but did they, did they describe it that harshly? But they also right, so said... That's what I'm right, that... so that's what I'm saying. They didn't describe it that harshly. I mean, no, but it, it's obvious. Even sitting on, on our coaches, Ken, watching that, we could see that. Greg Olsen and um, what's his name in the booth were even... Kevin were Burkhart. Even, right. Were even mentioning it as well. So it, it was obvious that, that there was some impact, but I don't think it had a great enough impact that it affected, greatly affected the outcome of the game. Like, I don't, I don't believe that, that had the field been a non-issue that the Eagles would have won per se, or it would have been a blowout or something. I don't think the field affected in that regard. But it is a major issue because, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but this, from what I remember hearing, this wasn't the first time they've had issues with that field. Mm -mm. Exactly. So it it so it is something that the NFL has to address, and not just, and well, not just solely, if not for anything else, solely for player player um safety. Mm -hmm. Like we can't, we, you can't be having this. And this is this was a Super Bowl. The the the, the NFL is actually really lucky that no player got seriously injured here. That would have been a much bigger issue. Luckily, we were still able to get a very good product um, on the field. But this is not something that that we should be having going forward in in Super Bowls. Come on, come on, guys, really? Yeah, no. The thing is, Hassan Reddick saying that this was the worst field that he's ever played on. It is possible that that could just be a lot of emotion coming out. He also could be right. AJ, these guys were playing in a dome. Yeah. I do not know if the roof was open or closed. However, I would like to think that the roof was most likely closed because you are playing the game in Arizona in a dome 
because you want optimal footballing conditions. This is why Denver, for example, will never get a Super Bowl because we've got a big open-air stadium downtown. And who knows what the weather is going to be like that first weekend in February because Denver's weather is very, very finicky. Like, for example, we have we had 62 degrees today mm-hmm. and we have a snowstorm rolling in tomorrow evening. So <laughs> that, that tells you what you can expect when we're talking about, like, Denver weather. You'll not get yeah. one in Buffalo either because chances are it will end up in Detroit because a snowstorm might roll through and then the stadium is completely buried in snow. So, so when we are talking about this game being held in Arizona, you're expecting that the field is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not as if the Arizona Cardinals were playing any postseason football. They had six weeks to get this field ready. There's yeah. no excuse for this field to be as bad as it was because it literally looked... You, I'm sure you grown up in the Caribbean. I grown up in the Caribbean. You remember the days when you go outside to play some football? Soccer for the Americans who might be watching. And the rain falls and your nice grass all of a sudden gets like really, really muddy and really, really slick. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what our field looked like. Like, did they have the roof open and was it raining buckets of drop in the desert to make this field this bad? And then it was not just like the grass itself, but the paint that they were using on the field was also causing a problem because when yeah. the guys were running in the painted areas... They were slipping. Well, I was, I was, I was tense every time I saw, like, especially Jalen taking a snap on that paint, and and even when he had dropped back, because a lot of the times he was in the middle of that field, and I mean not just only in the middle, because they had like the NFL logo right in the dead in the center, and then obviously it's Rule Fifty Seven logo on each side. It was mm-hmm. a lot of paint in that, and it was, it was, it was really scary. And then who was it? There was a running back that it was, it was one of the Eagles running backs, right? I, I think, I think so. he slipped in the paint. It was either I'm pretty sure it was Miles Sanders. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was. And I I just I I I was tense every single time because I'm like, don't let one of these men get injured on some foolishness like this. And I I've got knee sympathy, right? I've I've twisted my knee playing football. So every time I see like I can't watch those injuries. Mm-hmm. I hate to, I cannot watch those injuries because I start to feel it in my knee and and I literally <laughs> have to like like you know I mean, like. That kind of thing. So I, I, I was just gritting my teeth and gritting my teeth and like, please don't let me. That kind of case. I, I, I mean, it, it, that feeling didn't overwhelm me, but it was just kind of like every time I saw them, I was like, ah, all right, they okay, cool. I would, but it was ridiculous, though. Yeah, and it comes back to the same point I just made. They had six, six weeks yeah. to prepare this field. You can't tell me that you can paint this field just after the regular season finished. So you had all you had all the time in the world for this paint to dry and be in pristine condition so that when we come to play now, nobody is slipping. We don't have these issues. I don't know what it was or why they didn't have the field prepared properly, but the field was an issue. I'm glad that, as you said, though, that we were able to get through this game without any serious injuries because at no point in time did we have to get anybody carted off or anything like that. They have very few stoppages for injury. Even like man, Isaiah Pacheco, he got blown up by CJ yeah. Gardner Johnson. He was just out for a play, and then he was yeah. back in the game. So I was, I was glad to see that we were able to get through the Super Bowl before any serious injury. 
but that field was atrocious. The field was definitely a problem. So, now to talk about the game itself and these teams, AJ. The Eagles were up by 10 at the half. They were up 24 to 14. I took a photo on because ESPN, they showed, they were, you know, they were going through their, their post-game stuff. They said at the half, the Eagles ran 44 plays to 20 plays by the Kansas City Chiefs. They had 21 minutes and 54 seconds time of possession. They had 183 pass yards to 89, 87 rush yards to 39. When you hear those kinds of numbers, there's no way that you would think that today the Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. So where did it go wrong? I kind of, I kind of thought about this all day, right? And this is, to, I guess, this is why you wanted me to stick a pin because I'm gonna get back to this here now. This is a point that I've been mentioning to you for the entire. Not the entire season, but for a, a better part of the season, right? The fact that the Eagles are slow second half starters, so they blow you out in the first half. Like, um, have build a sizable lead, and then it obviously forces their opponents to have to throw the ball in the second half. So even when they start out very slow, the opponent who has to throw the ball is coming up against the best pass rush and best one one of or the best one of the best statistically, right? Um, best defenses, past defenses in the league. So it that's why they were able to win a lot of games. And like Justin is all has been saying week after week, this team, that Eagles defense relies a lot on turnovers. The thing is, right, I don't even think that that is where it went wrong. It's kind of their identity, but they've been doing it all season. Like, And I maintain what I've said from the start. It's not sustainable to win a Super Bowl. Because you have to play people like Patrick Mahomes. Ken, I honestly don't think that anything went wrong for them. They mm-hmm. scored 35 points. That is still a really good game offensively. And defensively, it is, it's not like the defense was actually terrible on the day, but they had to play Patrick Mahomes. And Andy, and no, I can't just give Patrick Mahomes the credit. Andy Reid, because Andy Reid dialed some some good offensive stuff to, to take. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. And, and this is not a surprise either. Like, it is Andy Reid. I... I honestly thought that the Eagles team was solid enough to overcome it, but I was proven wrong, and I'm not necessarily surprised at it because I didn't think it would be a blow like what Tampa Bay did to to Mahomes either. I think um, not what Tampa Bay did to Kansas City. Sorry, let me not say just Mahomes. But I don't think anything went wrong, Ken. I think they just had to face a juggernaut and the the most talented quarterback, and I, I'm I can't say the greatest yet. I can't say the greatest, but the best person, the best we've ever seen anyone play that position. And it is, it's just kind of hard to stop this man. It's, it's almost damn near impossible. The only, <laughs> the only, where it went wrong was him being able to play after seemingly rolling his ankle. That's where it went wrong. So it was nothing that was their fault. I honestly don't think the Eagles could have done anything better. And I'm not even going to mention like the last, like I said, what we were discussing last night. It, they still put up 35 points in the game. If you look at the players um, that Kansas City made offensively, obviously Jalen had the fumble, but he came back from that. Ken, I don't think the Eagles did anything wrong. I think the Chiefs were just better, which is why I kept stressing on that. The Chiefs won this game, and I, I don't think it's that the Eagles lost it. Okay. 
So going back to the statistics that it just gave for the first half uh, and how the first half went as we were watching the game. One of the things that we have to take into consideration, and you, you made mention of it twice already, and this is the first thing I'm going to make mention of it, is the fumble. Why, why I had fumbled myself and it's called a scumble sometime mm. early in the season, the scoop and score fumble. Yeah, I, yeah I'll yeah. probably just keep calling it a scumble because it works. That makes sense, it does. It yeah, does. scoop and score fumble. So yeah. we had a scumble that was taken back to the house. So the Chiefs got a touchdown where the offense did not touch the field. Now, you remember when we were talking last week about what needed to happen from each team's perspective, Mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles, they probably listened to our show, whereas the Chiefs did not. Because the Eagles did exactly what we said that they were going to do, which is that they were going to control the the clock, they're going to run the ball, and you would have expected them that it would, once they got up, that it would have been difficult for Kansas City to get back because Kansas City this season has not been as explosive as they have been in the past because Tyree Hill is no longer there. I heard, I do not remember who said it, but I think it was it was either Booger McFarlane or it was um, Steve Young that said that one of the issues that the Philadelphia Eagles has is that they do not have an explosive intermediate passing game and when this when he said that i was like that is absolutely true i could have stolen it and come and said that you know that's one of the things that was wrong and then give no credit but i'm i'm not going to do that i i remember who said it so i'm going to i'm going to give the credit where credit is due but that is that is definitely a problem right now a lot of what the eagles do on offense is ball control with Jenna Hurts and the running backs, mm-hmm. or it is big splash splash plays down the field. If the big splash plays aren't there, and therefore you're running the ball all the time, you're always going to be in a close game because yeah. you're not going to be able to pull away from anybody if all you're doing is controlling the clock. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, you're always then going to allow someone like Patrick Mahomes to have an opportunity to make something happen and for the majority of the game that's exactly what he did his numbers don't jump out at you mm-hmm. based on a Patrick Mahomes performance because 21 to 27 182 yards three touchdowns key point no picks no sacks so all of that vaunted pass rush give could not get home and then the fact that he did not throw an interception he did not fumble the ball he played a clean game it then put a lot of the pressure back on the eagles because no well they're going for every fourth down pretty much every four anything you saw it was fourth and two or less you know it was going to be a quarterback sneak and the chiefs struggled to start that all night long however as the game went on you saw they were getting closer and closer to stopping it though there were times that Jenna Hurts did not get there on the first effort. Somebody had to come and push him from behind to yeah, get yeah. him over, which is why I don't have a problem necessarily with them kicking the field goal in the third quarter and mm-hmm. punting in the fourth because you're not guaranteed to get this fourth down. Yeah, yeah. Because in the second half, especially, Kansas City's defense is locking down on everything. So, from that perspective, I don't think that it went wrong there, but where it went wrong 
is that 50 yard that 50 yard pass that he threw to Devontae Smith in the fourth quarter, leaving five minutes and 15 seconds for Patrick Mahomes to come the other direction. There is no way, AJ, that you can tell me that if you've been dominating the clock for so long in this game, for the entire game, pretty much, why are you taking that shot in the fourth quarter, knowing that more than likely, you're not going to get the ball back? We said before that this team, the Kansas City Chiefs, is now much more possession-based. They're not looking for the huge splash players because everybody is playing them with two high safeties. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to take it underneath. Patrick Mahomes, he has improved where he is not, no, he's not playing like if he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He's taking what the defense gives him, which is what he averaged 6.7 yards a pass last night. But I said that they needed to establish the run. And Kansas City Chiefs were the better running team last night. 158 yards on the ground. Isaiah Pacheco averaging 5.1 yards a carry on 15 carries. I thought, I said that he needed to get 20 to 25. But when your quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, on a bum ankle, is six rushes for 44 yards, I guess then Pacheco does the six carries that would have pushed him over 20. So... He he wasn't needed, but he still was able to give them the runs that they needed. And then even Jarek McKinnon, who became something of an afterthought, he was four rushes for 34 yards, averaging 8.5 yards per carry. So the Chiefs were not running the ball down their throat. But when they ran the ball, the Eagles couldn't stop it. So you give Patrick Mahomes that amount of time to run the ball, bring the ball down the field. You you can't stop him. You haven't stopped him in the entire second half. Three possessions, three touchdowns. What are we doing? No, we have to possess the football so that we can hopefully get an opportunity again to get the ball back. They didn't do that. And then it was the... The holding call that some people still don't think is a holding call, even though Mr. Bradbury himself said it was holding. I leave those who don't believe that it was holding to go talk to him because he said it, not me. But the fact is, it put the Chiefs in a position now to win the game. So that's where it went wrong. You don't go for that big shot down the field. You play possession, you milk the clock again, you go down and see if you can get another two-point conversion to win the game. That would have been sounder um, I, offensive I hear you. philosophy. I, I, I hear you, but what I will say is I feel like you you sort of answered your own self in, in, in your monologue just now in, in terms of like why they had to take that shot. Because, uh, first of all, I must say, one of the things I said, just, just a, a, a short anecdote, one of the things I did say for the Chiefs is that they had to lean more on the running game. And they did that. Mm -hmm. I did point out, uh, uh, if, you, if you take away Mahomes' six scrambles, because obviously those weren't designed runs for him, they were scrambles, right? Mm -hmm. So take, take out those. They actually rushed the ball 21 times and Mahomes had 27 passes. So it was a lot more balance. even than what they did. Yeah, correct. It was a lot more balanced than what they did last time with, with when they, the leading rusher had nine carries right yeah. so I'm, I'm glad to see that that they did do that with regards to the eagles on what you said i get what you're saying and 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 from a from the exes and no standpoint you're, you're absolutely correct but you also did mention that number one 
they don't have an, a, a very good intermediate passing game. Intermediate passing game. And then secondly, they weren't running the ball well on the night. So I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it kind of left them with no other option but for Jalen Hurst to bomb it down the field. And then it just ended up working out. And I, I, I guess at that point, you're thinking, all right, well, you know, all right, to, your, to what you made mention of, the defense hadn't been able to stop Patrick Mahomes in the second half. But with that kind of all-world defense, you still want to put faith in them to be able to stop him. And And... Yes, they, they were they were that close outside of um, if if had Bradbury not had that call out. and Bradbury does have a history of of, <laughs> of doing this. Eh? He's getting a little handsy. He just get a little handsy because it's only afterwards I really take stock. I didn't even hear anybody say this, but I just I just remembered that yeah, this man was with the Giants for real though. When 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 it was, when it was brought to my attention that he was a Giant, I was like he was a Giant. I was like yeah, this is my and I remember him. He's a little handsy for real. Now, to stick up him right now, I just added this. One of the main issues I had with that call was not. I know I was saying that it wasn't a whole what I, what I should have articulated better is right What I should have articulated better is that to me, there were more egregious calls that were, that were overlooked. Not just in that game, but throw the playoffs. Hang on a second, because right now, for some reason, your audio and your video are, have fallen out of sync. And we are getting you coming through like you're in a fast forward at points. It's, it's pausing and then it's giving us a lot that we can't really understand. So let's try it again. Let's see if anything is any better. I'm still seeing it like that for real. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I, I I don't understand what's happening either, but um, hopefully it'll it'll sort itself out soon. Yes, I'm um, seeing it like that too. Like, oh, you're not, you're not matching up. You don't know what's going on here. You've never had this issue yet. Well, maybe it's saying that we've been going on this point for too long. <laughs> but of course, you know, we get we have an opportunity to revisit this next week because. I'm waiting for our other two cohorts to to make an appearance. They declined to to show tonight. It being Valentine's Week, I'm not giving them any grief about that. Under normal circumstances, I'd be saying something along the lines of they picked the Eagles. I know they don't want to kind of see my smile on their face, but I'll be wearing this one <laughs> next week as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happened there. Um, we had one more question on the rundown, but AJ, I think we can leave it for next week. We can, because there's plenty of time to talk about the Chiefs being a dynasty or not. And I am interested to hear what you have to say. But with your audio playing the fool, we'll not force it now. I'll keep my thoughts for another week. And we'll definitely have this on a rundown next week. We did intend to be here for an hour. We were around about 43, 44 minutes. So again... I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. Celebrate however you choose. If you're not in a celebrating mood, well, I know there is always stuff on cable and on Netflix that you can occupy your time with or you can just get a good night's rest. Your choice. I am not here to tell you what to do. Just do whatever you do and enjoy yourself. As you would have noticed, this is not the usual fare. So... Any comments that were made during tonight's broadcast, unfortunately, we will not have seen them because 
AJ and I will not be sitting down here watching this broadcast tomorrow or today, as you are saying. We are not here, so we will be with you next week, where we have Justin. Hopefully, we'll have Ricky. Hopefully, AJ will be back. I'll be back. I'll have another red shirt on because I'm wearing red all the way through until I get all of these men back on this show. So, as per usual, that is AJ. He's the green in the green shirt. And don't forget, he bought the green eagles for the Super Bowl. I am Ken. I am the bitch in a red and white shirt because the Chiefs wore a white shirt on the day and red is their main color. And we will see you next time.